Hello, welcome back to a new Ladvice.ie Let's Get Talking, Let's Get Sharing podcast episode. In today's episode, I'm hoping to conclude the most recent podcast series that I've done with regards to doing what it is that you want to do in life. And that can be as simple as something, a daily task that you want to do, a hobby that you do multiple times a week, but you're currently not doing for the fear of judgment of other people. Or it could be the pursuit of a long-term goal, hobby, passion, interest, which you currently aren't doing based on a a fear or a lack of self-confidence or a lack of self-belief. And in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing limiting beliefs and perhaps touching on some excuses. And I say excuses with a degree of reluctancy because some people's excuses may be valid excuses. And without me knowing the full um, the full story behind their circumstance, I can't really label it as an excuse um, definitively. So let's get into the podcast episode. And just to kind of try and recap some of the other ones that I've done, the first one was be your own inspiration. And then the second one was overcome the fear of failure and expand your comfort zone. So if you haven't listened to those already, I do encourage you to go back and listen to them. I think they're probably two of the best podcast episodes that I've ever done. And that's saying a lot because there's a lot of good ones on here. (laughs) But in today's episode, let's kind of recap and say some of the reasons why what's stopping you from doing what you want to do are fears, limiting beliefs and excuses and these can come from internal belief systems or they can also come from external pressures and societal norms that you think that you need to conform to Um, and again there's some really good information particularly in that first episode around saying fuck the societal norms and um, doing what it is that you want to do and doing what makes you happy because no matter what you do in life unfortunately someone will always have something bad to say about it so um, value your own opinion of yourself and the opinions of others if you wouldn't take advice from them don't take criticism from them either anywho let's get stuck into some limiting beliefs so the first i have a couple of them written down here i'm going to hopefully just quickly you know scan through them and provide some context and some encouragement for you to overcome those uh, limiting beliefs So let's start off by saying what are limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are false beliefs that prevent us from pursuing our goals and desires. Limiting beliefs can keep you from doing important things like applying for a dream job, finding the relationship you want, or leaving the relationship that you don't want. They can range from a multitude of different things, but hopefully that provides you with some some examples. And I'll try to provide examples as I go down through each of these now on the list here too. So let's get stuck into the limiting beliefs and let's firstly look at a lack of self-belief. In this scenario, we're going to use a example of applying for a job because it's already been mentioned earlier on the podcast. Let's say you're a recent graduate and you're coming out of college with your degree and you're looking to take your first step onto the ladder, uh, the working ladder in an industry or an area that you wish to uh, pursue long-term. So this can be a difficult, this can be a challenging time. Having spoken to friends who've come out of college and didn't have a job lined up, fortunately uh, for me, I did have a job, uh, which was a continuation on from my internship uh, that I stepped into a full-time role. 
But speaking to friends, I think one of the, the obstacles or one of the challenges coming straight out of colleges um, is actually is landing that first um, that first job. Because I think it can be a vicious cycle when applying for a job where they say there's a minimum requirement for X amount of years experience within this field or um, of a, a job of a similar nature. And it's a vicious cycle because, well, first of all, how can I get the experience when you require experience in order to get the job in the first place? And it can be the case where the potential job applicant, aka you or me, who, who is speaking about this or you who's listening to this, rules themselves out of the job before they've even, before they've even tried. A good way to describe this would be, if you don't ask the question, the answer will always be no. Or a famous quote from FIFA commentary would be, if you don't buy a ticket, you won't win the raffle. And I think that's important because, I mean, before even submitting the application and allowing the HR uh, or the recruitment uh, department of the company decide that you, you don't meet the criteria or you're not quite good enough just yet, You've already said to yourself, oh, well, I'm not good enough and I won't get that job, so I won't bother applying. And that can kind of set the tone for future job applications and it can lead to an air of despair and an air of um, just having a, a, a bad communication with yourself. And I'm not trying to say I'd be unrealistic and start applying for jobs that require five years of experience when you've got none. But at the same time, try to have a certain level of confidence within your own ability and when you are looking through the criteria that is required to get a certain job, perhaps looking at it in a logical and rational way to say, and in a, a, an optimistic way, opt, optimism coupled with realism, uh, I think that's a good balance. And saying of the five criteria that is required here, I'm meeting three out of the four. And rather than limiting yourself to the two aspects that you're not quite hitting the mark on, let's then bring the belief back around and focus on the three that you are meeting the marks on and then using using other areas or other aspects of of your individual characteristics and personality traits that would compensate for the two um, areas that you don't um, meet the criteria for so maybe one of them is must have must have two years of experience but for in your case you don't. You've only got six months of experience because you did a six-month internship uh, while you're studying in college. You can then start to bring in perhaps other um, experience that you have, which may be in a different um, industry or maybe in a, a different uh, job role or job type. But you can bring that in and kind of try to draw similarities between the two. Um, between the two sets of daily tasks or what may be expected of you as an employee with a new employer or you could perhaps bring into the equation your ability to adapt to your surroundings and perhaps you're a quick learner um, and perhaps you're just a, a extremely in, or perhaps you're just an intelligent individual that will um, you know learn as they go and um, soak I suppose go in there and act like a sponge and soak up as much new information as you can. So I think that is one way to try and break down that lack of self-belief and turn it into a self-belief. Knowing your worth, understanding your your own abilities and capabilities, whilst not being 
um, oblivious to some of the potential gaps that there may be there, but knowing that you can bridge that gap as opposed to not trying to bridge it, what, not trying to bridge it at all. The next point that I wanted to touch on was a lack of self-confidence, which is very much interrelated to the first point, because again, you're not going to be confident if you keep focusing on your limitations or your um, the areas that you're not quite good enough or you're not quite um, where you would like to be or where um, the employer would like you to be. But let's move away from the employee uh, to work relationship. And maybe let's look at you. Uh, most people that listen to these podcasts are men. So you as a man um, may want to go and chat up a girl that you have a romantic interest in. Or you may want to go and chat up a guy that you have a romantic romantic interest in. And you could say, again, limiting belief of, oh, well, she wouldn't like me anyways. Why would she like me? I'm not good looking enough. Or she's way more popular than me or she's got 5,000 Instagram followers. I've only got 500 silly little things like that, that you're kind of saying she won't like me because of X or she won't like me because of Y. Instead, try to flip that. And let's again, trying to build up your self-belief, which will in turn, hopefully feel some confidence and say, focus on the positives about you and say, well, I'm a, funny, intelligent, caring, kind, uh, friendly, personable um, guy who is at least half decent looking. And because um, you don't want to get too big headed. You don't want to get too big headed. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've made that mistake in the past of being a bit too cocksure of myself. Um, but anyway, Let's move on from that. I suppose, yeah, it's, it, the point of this is your self-belief and your confidence are both interrelated. And the minute that you can focus on the good things about yourself and the minute that you can focus on um, so many positive attributes that you have as an individual, that then allows you and that then enables you to feel more confident within yourself. I think it's also good, and I think I've mentioned it previously in a podcast, and this was probably not in the inspiration, be your own inspiration one, but it was, oh, it was in the one of the more, again, another recent podcast of self-talk, and, and I think it was um, being your own number one fan, essentially. Let's, again, the way that I described this, or the way that I tried to um, communicate this in that, that podcast episode was, if your friend came to you looking for advice and, and was looking for, I suppose, a, a bit of encouragement to try and do exactly what it is that you want to do in this scenario, ask out the girl or the guy uh, that you have a romantic in interest in, you wouldn't say to him, I hear me, fuck off, there's no chance you're going to get with her um, and start, you know, being very negative with him. I would hope so. I would hope so, particularly if he's coming to you with in, in confidence and asking a serious question. Um, you would try to build his confidence up. You would try to encourage him. You would try to help him identify some of the positives about him. And then you would also probably say, what's the worst that can happen? The answer is no. And if you don't ask the question again, I already said it. The answer is already no. So 
self-confidence and I think it's one that's built up over time and it's one that um, for me, like I've already mentioned, at one point I was probably overly confident or perhaps the reasons why I was confident were for the most part for the right reason but some of them for the wrong reasons and over time that has um, been well well rounded and I have a very strong um, confidence within myself and the, the comments or the remarks of others don't really influence them a great deal um, because of that relationship that I've built up with myself over a period of time. So with regards to self-confidence, what I would say is be your own number one fan, treat yourself as you would treat your best friend and don't be afraid to go and do what it is you want to do as long as you're not hurting someone else. <laughs> I always feel like I have to describe things to the most finite detail on this because, again, it's not a one-on-one -on -one conversation and I hope people are picking it up in the way that it is intended. Anyways, um, moving on, and another one which is a limiting belief, which it could be depicted as an excuse as well, is, is your current circumstances and you're kind of saying, oh, well, I'm just not ready yet or it's not the right time, and well, if I just wait another while, and this happens, and that happens, and if this happens, and if that happens, then I'll be ready. What I would say is, there's never a perfect time to do anything. There will always be something that is, something that's amiss, or something that's that's not quite ideal. And if you can continuously focus on the reasons not to do them, you will never do them. But if you can look at the reasons why you should do them, I think I said another time on a podcast like this as well is for every reason there is not to do something, there's probably another two reasons to do it. It's what you focus your time and energy towards. That is important. And what I would say with, with regards to this is, oh, well, it's not the right time. You can't say for certain that it will be the right time in six months time either. And then that's another six months on, and another six months on. And then it comes to the point where you can't do it for whatever reason. Something else crops up. There will always be something. And what I would say is, well, it may not be the most ideal scenario to do it right now. But at the same time, if you do do it now, in six months' time, having put the effort in that you've put in over the last six months, you'll be in a much better place than you, than you would have been if you just did nothing at all. So I hope that one helps, and what I would say is, to try and overcome that, you know, it's not the right time, or I'm just not ready yet, is try to challenge them thoughts, try to come up with, for every reason you have not to do something, come up with a reason to do it, and then see, if you do really want to do it, go for it, because, I mean, again, what's what's the worst that can happen is it's, it's, you fail, and and it doesn't quite work out the way you want to, but you can learn from it. And then the next time that you go and try and do something similar or the exact same thing again, you might just go about it a little bit differently and you will learn from it rather being, you will learn from it rather than being limited to it. So hope that helps. And another limiting belief, it's kind of a limiting belief. It's a limiting belief system. And I suppose it's focusing on, oh my God, I'm about to sneeze. False alarm, false alarm. Um, it's focusing on what could go wrong. So, well, oh, if I try that, well, oh, you know, that, you know, 
let's try come up with an example. Let's use the example of I want to start back football and I want to go playing football. I want to meet some new friends and want to get some exercise. You could start to focus on, oh, well, what if it goes wrong? And oh, what if I go down and no one likes me? What if I go down and I'm shit at football and everyone else is much better than me? Or what if I go down and I'm not as fit as everyone else? Or what if I go down and people make fun of me because my boots aren't as nice as everyone else's? These are all things that could go wrong. And they could. But at the same time, if you focus on what could go wrong, where your mind goes, your energy flows. They're all things that could potentially go wrong. Yes, they could. But what about if you flip them? Again, I, I, I kind of think I'd be someone who's a very analytical thinker and someone whose brain is very active. I consider myself quite intelligent. And inherently, because of those combina the combination of those things, I would overthink quite a lot. Um, but I have somehow, over the years, managed to train my brain to overthink in a positive way or a positive scenario so a lot of the time you say oh well what if you know you go and spiral out of control and, and it, your thought process becomes very negative and you think of all the things that could go wrong etc etc i have managed to train my brain in, in such a way that i would look at a, a situation or a circumstance or a problem or an opportunity and then do I do think quite a lot, but my my thought process is with regards to looking to solve problems in, instead of identifying the problems. And yes, of course, the problems are thoughts that crop up, but when a problem is identified, I don't allow that problem then to become bigger and bigger and bigger. I start to break it down rationally, logically, and look to solve that problem or overcome that obstacle as opposed to allowing that obstacle just to smack me in the face and say fuck off you're not doing what it is that you want to do so instead of focusing on all those negative things about joining a new football team you could actually instead say to yourself well i could go down and they could actually be a really nice bunch of lads i could get on really well with them and i could become good friends with them and we could start to become friends outside of football as well Ooh, friends, football friends. Um, excuse the shit joke. And then you could also say, well, one of the one of the one of the what ifs that I'd said before was, what if I'm not as fit as the rest of them? Well, yeah, okay, I may not be as fit or fit as the rest of them, but I haven't been playing football for the last however many years, and that is something that I accept and I acknowledge. And there may be people that are in a similar boat, and. It's not that I will always be not as fit as them, but I can become fit over time and they can help me to become fit by driving me on and motivating me uh, to be better than I was the day before or the week before. Um, another limiting belief was, well, what if they slag me because my boots are shit? Well, what if they actually like your football boots that you wear down? Like a lot of these thoughts are kind of silly thoughts that crop into your head, but they can kind of escalate and become more than, more than what they originally are because they get multiplied by all the multitude of other negative thoughts that crop into your brain was and what i would suggest and say in this scenario is like i said before when a negative thought is identified try and challenge it try and come up with alternative um viewpoints and alternative um ways of thinking to that uh, original thought that's cropped into your head 
So I think that's kind of generally limiting beliefs that I kind of identified as reasons why people wouldn't do what it is that they want to do. And I've given you a couple of different scenarios and, and examples of, of potential things that you may want to do and the reasons why you wouldn't and then the reasons why I believe you should. So I hope that was helpful. And then I suppose one of the things that I wanted to do as well, because I do believe the reason why people don't do things is is for a couple of reasons and they can all be broken down or categorized into limiting beliefs, fears and excuses. And I say excuses with a degree of reluctancy because I can't understand everyone's individual circumstances and um, their environment. And the excuse may be a valid excuse, but sometimes we generate excuses because it makes us feel better um, for not doing something. And maybe if you're coming up with excuses for, for, for not doing something, ask yourself, why do you want to do it? Or what is the reason for wanting to do it? And do you really want to do it? Because the excuse may be kind of a way to make yourself feel better that you're not doing it. So looking at some potential excuses and I've written a couple of them down. So one of them is time. And this is something that I would have actually previously used as an excuse for myself not doing things. And what I do, what I found now over the last, the last couple of years is if it's something that is important to you, you can prioritize it and make sure that you do have time for it. I think I'm still guilty of it in, in certain certain aspects of life. Well, one of them is reading. I probably should be reading more than I do currently. And I say, oh, well, I didn't have time to read today. But Nathan, you're a fucking liar. You, you did have time to read because you're on that poxy phone for like five, six. Well, <laughs> last week it was seven hours average in a day, which is a bit much. And it, should, it is something that I need to try and bring down. But there you go. Like, there you have it. I don't have time to read books. But then again, I'm wasting seven hours a day scrolling needless, needlessly through social media, uh, which provides me little to no value. Uh, having said that, my advice that I.e. timeline is one that I've tailored to me to be a positive thing in my life as opposed to a negative thing. And you can do that. I think I've done multiple posts on uh, the Lavice that I.e. Instagram page with regards to tailoring your newsfeed to positive outlets and things that um, make you feel good about yourself as opposed to making you feel shit about yourself. And I've done another podcast as well. It's a it's a very early one, so look, it may not be uh, the best one of the bunch, but it was positives and negatives of social media. I think it's episode four. Correct me if I'm wrong, but check that out. Um, so there's one one of them is time. I think I've I've covered that off. Another one would be money, and again, this could be a valid excuse, but I think the way that people spend money. And again, I can't make a comment for everyone, but perhaps if the shoe fits, maybe listen. The way that people spend money these days is is not well managed. And we can justify spending, maybe not so much this year because you haven't been allowed to, but on a night out or on the weekend spending 100 euro or maybe 150 or however much on a couple of drinks and whatever. And I know it's important to have drinks and mem make memories and have experiences with your friends. But ah, another example, buying a new pair of runners that cost 150 euro. So you'll easily spend 150 euro on a pair of runners, but you won't spend 
80 euro or 100 euro on a PT course that will provide you with like a long term health and fitness goal that you can achieve and giving you an in-depth knowledge of what it is that you need to do in order to have the physique or be physically healthy. So I think money, it's a taboo topic and it is one that I do want to discuss more on the page. I'm not going to ever claim to be a financial advisor. I'm not going to ever claim to be, um, you know, a money, money guru, but at the same time, my personal finances and the way that I manage money, I believe to be a very good way. And if I can share that and provide some insights, some tips, but no concrete, you must do this. It's just opening up the topic of conversation and you can take from it what you will. So yeah, money, I think, look, it's a taboo topic, but at the same time, it's one that is important. It's an important discussion. And what I would say in this scenario is just to try and close it off. It can be used as an excuse to say, oh, well, I don't have enough money for that. I'm not, you know, I don't have the money to be spending on that. But I think if you can look at things logically, if you can look at things rationally, and if you can spend your money wisely, um, you'll be surprised as to what you can do. I know some people have other commitments and maybe they've got uh, a car repayment, maybe they've got um, a mortgage repayment, maybe they've got kids and maybe they've got people that are dependent on them uh, to provide for them. And that does obviously add a complication into the mix. But the general demographic of this podcast is it between the ages of in and around 19 to 26. So... Just purely basing it on my situation, my circumstance, me being 24 and not having kind of any sort of, I've no loans, no kind of substantial payments other than rent, which I pay to my mom um, per month. If you can manage your money, uh, you can make it go a long way and you don't have to be a stingy. <coughs> I won't say that's one word that I try not to say on this, um, but you don't have to be stingy and you can still have a lot of enjoyment with your money, but having that balance in place that allows you to live your life to its fullest and not be, oh, well, living, I'm living my best life. Well, are you really living your best life by going out and getting pushed every second weekend or anything like that? Again, I may, not, I may or may not be right, but I'm going to do what I'm doing and I'm going to keep doing it and keep learning from it. So... Let's touch on to commitments, and this could be like you've got work, work commitments, um, or you've got um obligations uh, or commitments to your kids. And again, these are fair; these are fair notes, and these are fair and valid points. They're not necessarily an excuse, but what I would say is trying to identify some of the reasons or some of the blockages that don't in it or that disable you from doing what it is that you want to do and then rather than accepting them and saying okay well I can't do it because of that acknowledge them and then try to come up with a workaround or try to come up with um some ways that you can maintain and ways that you can um continue with your obligations or your commitments and still do what it is that you want to do because ultimately if it brings you happiness and if it brings you fulfillment then why not try and do it and to be honest when we begin to talk about kids i can't really talk about it too much because i don't have any kids 
or else I hope not anyway as well. <laughs> oh my god. I don't have any kids. Fact. I don't have any kids. Um, don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Um, when we talk about kids, like to be honest, that is a, a life-changing experience, I would assume. And whereas previously you may have wanted to do you may have wanted to, to go back to college and study a degree, or you may have wanted to open up your own business, or you may have wanted to travel the world, whatever it may have been. You may have wanted to do that. You've had a, you've had a kid, whether it was um, planned or accidental, and the kid just takes over, and that commitment is way more important, and you probably you may just get much more fulfillment than you ever would doing anything else uh, raising your kid and seeing them grow up to be the person that you know you've invested time energy and resources into to give them the best life that you possibly could i know that if you asked my mom and dad what is their proudest achievement in their life it would be raising me in particular <laughs> now i'm raising their two kids so there you have it. I think that's a nice kind of way to end the podcast. I hope you did enjoy it. If you did enjoy it, and if you're able to bear my shit jokes, then maybe give it a share on your social media accounts and tag at ladvice.ie on it so I can see. Let's try and wrap all of this up in a bite-sized chunk that you can take away. And that would be do what it is that you want to do. Do something that you enjoy because someone will always have something to say about you, whatever it is that you do in life. Don't let the doubts of others become self-doubt. Believe in yourself. Be your own number one fan. Look after yourself. And be honest with yourself. That's all for this kind of podcast series. I do urge you to go and listen back to the other two episodes that were within the series. Because I do think they provide a lot of value. And I will catch you all again. Talk to you. Uh, peace. See you later. Bye. 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 Good luck. Yeah. Bye.